it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Time once again for your SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for Friday, August 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th, 2021. And boy, what a day. What a day this ended up being. We had our debut show for AEW Rampage, as well as another jam-packed episode of Friday Night Smackdown. Now, for those of you who want to know about Rampage, stay tuned to Sam and Mai's Above the Ring episode that will be coming out this Monday. So you want want to stay tuned for that and see... You know how the rest of the week's wrestling went, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking heavily about what happened on Rampage tonight. However, this show, focusing on SmackDown as it normally does, another good episode, a little weird timing, um, at least in my viewing area, SmackDown was actually pushed back to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, due to the NFL preseason game. So, naturally, this gives me another reason to hate the Buffalo Bills because, you know, Patriots fan, you know, they pushed back SmackDown, so I had, you know, have to watch the show at a much later time and record this podcast at a much later time than I would like to. But it is what it is. I am here to do this because this is what I do. We bring you all the bedlam. And this just fits right in with everything that's, that that happens. <laughs> so, we'll just get right into it. Good show tonight. Um, definitely set the stage uh, for everything that was going on. And um, this was a good night of wrestling all around. Um, so, show kicks off. With John Cena. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, well, we know that there's going to be some great promos. (laughs) And um, sure enough, this entire first segment, which took about a half an hour, 
um, with some commercial breaks in between was amazing. <laughs> um, seeing just coming out talking a whole bunch of trash about Roman giving them like D's for grades and all this other stuff and Roman obviously not going to let this sit. So he comes out. They start going back and forth a little bit. But it's mostly Cena just telling him that, yeah, at SummerSlam, you're going to kick my ass. But all I need to do is hang around for the one, two, three. I think he must have said that like eight times during this promo. But it it, it just fits so perfectly. This whole thing was just so much fun to watch. You just see Roman there just smiling, just <laughs> he's he's ready to beat the brakes off of Cena and the hype that they are producing for this match is just fantastic. Um, obviously, they're trying as hard as they can to make Cena be a believable threat to Roman's, you know, undeniably fantastic reign as champion. And there's a non-zero percent chance that Cena, you know, can win. Will he? I don't have, I don't believe so at all. I, I no, I don't I don't think so. But damn it if they're gonna try <laughs> and make people believe it, it's gonna be good. But let's 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 talk about some of the shots that were fired during this promo. So of course we, we once again mention um, Roman's Favorite topic, uh, missionary position, which uh, I guess now this will be the third week in a row they talk about it, if not more. So it's kind of losing its luster just a smidge, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, But he then uh, takes a square shot at Lashley, saying that Cena's good enough to win the WWE Championship, and then proceeds to absolutely obliterate Cena, talking about how um, his uh, missionary wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. That was, um, I did not expect that. Um, I applaud it because it took me off guard. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, Cena, not to be outdone, drops a Dean Ambrose reference and then talks about after he wins, he might jump the guardrail, run out of the arena, and then blow. Roman a little kiss on the way out. I'm just like, oh, a CM Punk reference. Wonderful. <laughs> We're just stirring the pot all over the place. And like I said, that was the first half an hour of the show. So I'm like, where can we go from here? Well, we jumped right into our in-ring action, which was a rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. And Shitsuke once again... Got his shot at Apollo. Uh, now, 
relatively early on in this match, the ref actually tosses both Boogs and Commander Aziz from ringside. So when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. This true one-on-one. Huh. And sure enough, Shit Sky wins the title. We had our, ourselves a title change, and obviously that seemed to be the theme for a few things happening on this night, but it was crazy. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, I liked the fact that they ended up going with the push for Nakamura. I know for a while uh, he was gaining momentum, and then it kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um, and then it kind of showed up with Cesaro. But the crowd was happy for Cesaro, but upset that Shinsuke is not, you know, really going anywhere. And then the whole feud with Corbin happens over the crown. And he wins the crown, becomes King Nakamura. And now the man's an intercontinental champion. So what a great way to wrap this whole thing up. Now... I'm assuming if they're going to continue the way that they have been recently, that Apollo will get his rematch probably at SummerSlam, which I think would be perfect. Um, well, we'll see. If not, maybe he'll get it next week or maybe the Friday after SummerSlam. Who knows? After that, we had more tag team action. It was the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. Now, I'm telling you, I called this... A while back, actually, when I was on uh, the No the Ropes podcast, I did an episode with uh, with a couple of the guys over there, and we talked about tag teams that will have a, a good year after WrestleMania. And I had mentioned Alpha Academy. I just had a feeling, and everything that they've been doing recently has been pretty good. Yeah, they're not in the title picture per se. But they're building momentum. And things are working out. Unfortunately, tonight, that didn't help. it didn't help so much. <laughs> um, there was a, what I'll call a mistake tag. Uh, Chad was talking to Otis and kind of clapped him on the top of the shoulder. And referee Jessica Carr said, oh, that's a tag. So tags in Chad. Then uh, some ridiculous happen, happened with uh, <laughs> Ford jumping over the top rope, taking out Otis on the outside, and, and Joel Dawkins ended up getting the roll of pin um, on Chad Gable. So, looks like this feud is continuing. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's nice to see the Street Profits back at full strength. Um So let's see where this goes after that. Of course, you know I'm still gonna I'm still gonna bring this up because um, I, I, I plan on dying dying on this hill. Um, they're on SmackDown. Why in God's name are the Solo Cups still red? Come on, guys, please. You you did it. You did it once. You did it once. Do it again, please. <laughs> uh, after that. We had 
another promo uh, in the ongoing saga between Seth Rollins and Edge. Now, I tweeted this out when I was watching the show, you know, much later than everybody else, apparently, who got to watch the show at the normal time tonight, uh, that this Seth-Edge feud is, is literally perfect so far. Promos, video packages, crowd reactions, the continuity, everything so far is perfect. I can't wait for SummerSlam to see them actually wrestle one another. Now, I love how Seth continues to bring up the 2014 incident where he had his foot on Edge's neck, could have curb stomped him into, uh, I believe it was the Money in the Brain briefcase at the time, uh, if Cena did not bring back the authority. And how when they wrestle at SummerSlam, Seth will not hesitate like he did that night. And he will end Edge's career and not feel bad about it at all. So it's just, it's it's so good. Continuity is one of those things in professional wrestling that I, I honestly always look for. I've been watching wrestling for 30 plus years now. And when I find a good story that's being told and they pull elements in from years past or even months past, it's it just it makes the story so much better to watch unfold. Um, so this is just another perfect example. Obviously not excluding the fact that both Seth Rollins and Edge are amazing on the mic and even better in the ring. So... <laughs> For me, honestly, outside of the title, the title match with uh, with Roman and Cena, this match is the match I'm most looking forward to at SummerSlam. Um, I honestly have no idea who's going to win this at all. Like with most of these matches, you're kind of like, all right, this person's going to win, this person's going to win, that person's going to win. This match, I literally don't have a clue, and I love that. That makes me even more invested in it because I, I like to dissect these things. I like to see um, who's got the advantage going in and who gets the last laugh. And you know, but they're they're both fifty fifty even on everything going back and forth. So we will see. We have uh, by the time people listen to this, we will have at one week at most until. SummerSlam. Getting close, guys. Biggest party of the summer is almost here. And I am ready for it. But we get back in the ring. It is the Mysterios taking on the Dirty Dogs. Now, I don't know if it's just me seeing this late at night like I did when my brain's actually caught on to something. But... Dominic recently has become very overconfident with, you know, his abilities and saying he's going to win everything in the match that he has and whatnot. And Ray's trying to keep him humble, keep him hungry. Part of me feels like this is just the beginning of, like, some seeds being dropped for a an eventual turn by Dominic on his father. It's just something I saw, and I could be completely wrong and wouldn't be the first time. But it's just something that I'm beginning to see. So so let me let me know, guys, if, if you're starting to see that as well. 
Um, I'd like to know if I'm alone in this boat or if other people are seeing you as well. Um, but despite all of that, Dominic does get the role of victory tonight on Robert Roode. Also, despite the Usos trying to interfere via the Titantron. Uh, so they get a little bit more momentum, or they start getting it back, especially after the loss that Dominic had last week against, uh, I believe it was um, Jimmy Uso, I believe. Um, but like I said, same thing, eight days, or at least when people said listen to this, at least, or at most seven days left until SummerSlam. So we'll see if the Lee Mysterious can get that title back or get those titles back. Up next, we had Baron Corbin <laughs> coming out to the ring to make his final plea uh, before having to go completely bankrupt. Um, unfortunately, KO, uh, or I should say maybe fortunately, KO came out, put a stop to all this, and told Corbin that if he beats him in a match, KO will give him $1,000. However, if KO wins, then Corbin is no longer able to ask anybody, especially in the WWE Universe, for any Lo and behold, I think you all can see where this is going. <laughs> KO gets the win. So Corbin is kind of SOL at this point when it comes to asking for money. But Corbin goes to the back and he's, he's being interviewed and notices something off top uh, you know, as he's as he's walking in backstage. He sees something and he takes off. Camera starts following him. He shoves Big E out of the way and then steals the money in the brain briefcase. <laughs> so, yep. Don't know exactly how legal that's going to be, but for now, that's outstanding. <laughs> Um, hopefully this starts a little feud between Corbin and Big E. Um, I also like the fact that Corbin's shirt continues to deteriorate as the weeks go on. Um, I love how the stains have jumped from one side to the other. And now the shirt this week was wrinkled beyond relief. It, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Um, his hair's grown out. The beard is coming in. And I'm just like... How well the mighty have fallen. So I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes next. Um, and then after that, we had our final segment of the night, the main event segment, the contract signing for the SmackDown Women's Championship between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Now, first of all, <laughs> I love these contract signings especially with the ladies, because the pot shots they throw at one another are always amazing. Um, most of the time, like all contract settings, there's some attacks. And, of course, this one did not <laughs> did not disappoint. Uh, Sasha, this time, before she signed the contract, wanted some witnesses. 
So then she beckons her witnesses, and they end up being Carmela and Zelinda Vega, who have been having issues with Bianca for the last couple of months. So they get in the ring. Sasha signs. Bianca signs. So at this point, oh, it's official with uh, Miss Sonia Deville uh, officiating this contract signing. Um, but instead, instead of Bianca just closing contract and giving it to Sonia, she takes it and throws it at Sasha, which then prompts a brawl between all four ladies. Um, not gonna lie, it's kind of kind of cool to see Sasha basically telling Carmella and Zelina what to do when it comes to attacking Bianca. She then uh, attacks her on the table, and then the show ends with Sasha putting Bianca in the bank statement, using Bianca's own braid against her. Um, I thought that was a perfect way to end the show. Uh, this match will be another fantastic match, especially being, being the rematch from SummerSlam, uh, from WrestleMania. Um, I believe that these two will be able to capture that same magic that they had once again. Um, so yeah, that was SmackDown. Like I said, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I know I may not sound overly enthused <laughs> as I would be. Um, that's just because I'm recording this much later than than, than normal. Uh, so just a, a wee bit on the tired side. That's okay. Um, the things we do for wrestling. things we do for what we love. But guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, I truly appreciate you. Trying not to die. Apologize. <laughs> if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter. Woo, at media underscore Bellum. Woo. That did not go down the right way. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bethel Media. We're still in the process of changing everything over to Above the Ring all of which will be done by SummerSlam. Uh, so we're looking forward to fully changing over to Above the Ring, fully um, getting everything situated with Shipping Studios, and really appreciate all of you guys following us over. Um, nothing will change but the name. You know, the, the, like we said, like I mentioned before, the name may change, but the bedroom remains. Um can also find me everywhere pretty much just scotty j stream and you can find this podcast and basically every podcasting platform that's out there uh for dot one just let us know we'll add ourselves to it uh, that way you can uh do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day now when you search for us search for above the ring and you will find all of our podcasts there in that, you can also go on to our link that we have for all the social medias, um, and you can also watch us there. So, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Apologies for almost dying a few seconds ago. <laughs> uh, but we will be back Monday 
Sam and I will be pumping out our Above the Ring episode. And for Tuesday, we'll be back with the Raw Review. And then we have something special for you guys next week. Um, we will be having some special guests for our Go Home show for SummerSlam and TakeOver. Uh, more will be... More details will be coming out as, um, as the week rolls on next week. So, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Appreciate all of you. Most importantly, guys, please don't forget to join the bedroom. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.